This is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And uh, we'll get we'll get into it, but right away we're six and one. Another win. We just keep winning. So uh, true. And as of now, I believe I didn't check within the last fifteen minutes, but it was twenty four seven. That Green Bay is also currently losing. 27 to 10. 27-10. Bills are up. The Bears yeah. lost to the Cowboys. The Lions, again, lost to the Dolphins. They can't seem to catch a break or win a game. Dan Suck. Campbell is a bum and an idiot. They're 1-6. Um, and they were people were hyping them to be like the second team in the NFC. Or didn't didn't wasn't there some uh, commenta- commentator person that had him, had the line second? Probably Pete Prisco or some idiot. Don Payton said they were finishing second. Yeah, thank you. That's who it was because I remember complaining about it before. Um, I don't see that happening. <laughs> no, that lost five straight. They're one and six. Uh, who did they beat? Commanders, I think. Yeah. Okay. Though the Commanders now they've won what two straight, three straight. Did they just beat? They the beat Colts the Colts. They, they, they were able to finish it off. Yeah. The Colts are literally the worst offense I've ever seen. I I'll, I also did not know Matt Ryan was hurt. No, he's not hurt. They just benched him. So they they thought he was so because he didn't even dress. So they they said you're so bad that we don't even want you to dress. Cause he was he was literally in street clothes. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, his career is going down the toilet. Indianapolis, the place where good quarterbacks <laughs> go to die. Former MVPs who are now washed go to die. And now his uh, his previous team is first in the NFC South. <laughs> Probably the worst division I've ever seen. No, I still think the two years ago NFC East is the worst division I've ever seen. But Carolina Panthers with PJ Walker were almost three and five in first in the NFC South. Yeah, poor. First I missed extra point. Moore is an idiot. Do you see though why he missed it? Yeah, it wasn't it a taunting or something like that. It was as if they just won the Super Bowl. He ripped off his helmet and then jumped into the stands. It was a great play. I mean, fantastic play, but way over the top. For a, yeah. again, they were they the the at the time were two and five. Two and five, yeah, two. You just fired your head coach, traded your star running back, and your starting guy who was playing in the CFL. And, and you've almost, ago. but you almost won two straight. Um, anywho, we're here to talk about our Minnesota Vikings, six and one. Hayes, you seem to be in a little bit of a chipper mood, even though arguably I would say this is probably one of their most ugly wins that we've had so far. Oh, believe me, it's not one of their most ugly wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were they were what I needed them to be to be in a better mood. Uh, they, 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 listen, was I a big fan of the back and forth? No, but I don't know. I, I, there was something about it today where it was just... 
it felt like I, I, I really wasn't worried. I really wasn't worried at, at any point during this game. I, I no, I, I would agree with that. Uh, it definitely it, it I, felt pretty not super stressful. But I would say it was an ugly win. I mean, we had our most penalties of the entire season by a drastic amount. The penalties was gross, but something about it was just like... But if you take away the penalties, they played really well, you know? Offensively. Three turnovers no, on defense. I know, I know. That's It's tough. They are The Vikings are a weird team because they didn't... We, I think we gave up on close to... 400 yards of total offense again. Yeah, probably. So, like, I mean, that's not impressive by any means. But then, yeah, then you say the things that are, which is, once again, you had them turn the ball over three times. You had four-plus sacks. Um, And you you created turnovers at key parts of the game. I mean, the Bynum interception should have sealed it right then and there. Yeah, it should have, but... Again, with the play calls, just going to run it up the gut, and then Kirk's going to, well, I don't even know what he did on third down. I don't even remember it. But I think he took a, a s- took a sack, probably, or something. That was one of the two three and outs. Dumped it down to Irv Smith or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you. It, it, was, it's, it was like that sort of weird, like, uh, I feel like it, it was very similar to the Dolphins game. In the sense of, like, I feel like we're playing just, again, below average. But I feel like we're playing well enough where maybe, maybe we just have trust in Kirk Cousins at this point. That no matter what happens, I think he can put together a drive when he needs to. Uh, we're just apparently incapable of shutting it down early. <laughs> yeah. We need to drag yeah. it out. You get 34 points by your offense, and you're like, they could have scored even more. Um, oh, yeah. They had, what, well, they had a touchdown was early on in the fourth quarter, the six points they scored in the fourth. So they easily could have put 40, 40 up on the board. Pat P barely missed a, a pick that he would have taken to the house that would have put them up by, that would have put them over 40. Um, so I don't even think, yeah, they haven't even reached their their potential offensively. Nope. Defense. You're still winning games. They're giving up almost 400 yards every single week. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what KOC, KOC mentioned in the post-game uh, locker room speech, just saying that, like, they still haven't executed perfectly or they haven't, they haven't, they haven't played a full football game yet. Dalvin Cook. What I was going to say he was going to do, but still 125 total yards and a touchdown on 25 touches, finally getting him the ball on an amount of time where he's producing it, five and a half yards per carry. Well, I mean, that was also against Miami. He did the same thing. What? Had, I think, uh, close to five yards per carry. Yeah, but you take away the 65-yard touchdown. But why would you do that? <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't well, I'm just showing that. about more consistency. He was consistent throughout the games mm-hmm. today compared to he hasn't really done that in the past. From start to finish, he was consistent. Like, like it was literally five yards every single carry. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he had a couple of big runs. He had like the 30-yard run. But other than that, I don't think he had anything more than that. It was 10, 5, 12 yards every single play. I see what you're saying. And, I mean, even Madison ran well too. 40 rushing yeah, 40 yards. 40 yards. Yeah, touchdown. 
Big Bad Kirk, Kirk had well. had twenty plus. So what is that? We had a hundred and seventy rushing yards. That has to that be close to a season high, if not a season high. I think it has to be a season high for team. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's it's Cooks first time over a hundred on the year. Yep. Martin Osborne, the lone touchdown receivers. Yeah. I think I'll, I might I might get some help there because I think I had KJ with the touchdown. You fools didn't, so I'll get I'll get some points there, which is nice. Also, I was I was spot on with Kirk two t- two tutties. not one Hayes, uh, not three. Hey, passing yards did Kirk have two thirty two? Yeah, which I mean, yeah. we'll. All... Hey, I just needed the one. No, you said like two eighty, didn't you? What? <laughs> we all did. Yeah, we did. Um, Harrison Smith, career interception number 32, fifth now, exclusively, no longer tied with Nate Wright, fifth all-time Vikings history. We had a couple additional uh, passings. You guys want to hear them? Viking franchise history? Sure. <laughs> Uh, Adam Thielen passed Steve Jordan for sixth all-time in receiving yards. So Adam Thielen passed nobody again every week he does this. And then Adam Thielen passed Steve Jordan for uh, receptions, putting him at third all-time. And he's one away from what magic number? Career catches. Five hundred. Uh, boy, Hayes. I was gonna say that. He's sitting at four nine four ninety nine headed into Washington. So one away from five hundo. Um he has quite a ways from catching Moss, and I don't think he will. In both yards and catches. Um those were the main ones. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Viking win number 39, passing Dante Culpepper on the list. So Kirk Cousins continues to climb that ladder of arguably being the third greatest Vikings quarterback in franchise history. He's already the first? Yeah. I think Dad would disagree with Fran Tarkenton. And early 2000 people would disagree with Dante. Well, both those guys are playing against mailmen, so it doesn't really matter too much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, normal talk about the real issue What's the issue? Uh, Ed Ingram and Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph needs to get cut, and Ed Ingram needs to hit the bench. Ed Ingram is the worst right guard I've ever seen in my entire life. He gets he bulldozed every single play. Him. I get he was going against J.J. Watt. He was literally terrible today. Can't wait to see his PFF grade. It should be in the negatives. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Ingram Ingram is bad, but yeah, you also have to account he was versing one of the best defensive ends. No, JJ Watt is he's washed. No, he's not. Three time defensive player of the year. Yeah, he's definitely not washed. He two sacks. He's yeah, but still like, though, he was literally on his butt for probably thirty minutes of the sixty minutes of the Well, game. Ingram also has been bad all year, so that's nothing surprising. Greg Joseph is becoming is really starting to be concerning. When was the last field goal he made, to be honest? 
I don't know. He had like uh, four against some some team. I don't remember. The he had Bears one against Miami. I'm pretty sure. But then he just missed an extra point a drive later, so it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And then here he, you know, got blocked. I know it was a super long field goal, but still, like, it, like, not even close. No, not even close. It was his fault. It was blocked. He got no air under it. It drilled the guy right in the face mask. Got it maybe, maybe three feet in the air. It was the worst kick I've ever seen in my life. And then the missed extra point is just icing on the cake. Because that literally, I mean, again, if if the defense were to have collapsed or whatever, like, it, you make the extra point, you now have it, pretty much, pretty much is over. Because you have so much less stress of, like, the possibility. Because it is possible that they go down, score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, and tie the game. Whereas now you make that extra point, they ha- like they need the ball twice. Right. No, he he is uh, he's very very concerning at the moment, because um, it, it you you can't have a kicker that you don't count on when you're in the playoffs. You need someone yeah, that is just reliable. Kicker, kicker that can at least make extra points. Um, like if, or make a kick that's more than forty yards. Just you, you need a kicker that you can trust. You, I, I just want someone like a Justin Tucker or even a Matt Prater, or uh, or a Kai Forbath. Why we get rid of him? I mean, is he signed though anywhere else? Even if you brought him back, been on the league for who knows. I know. I saw an interesting thing, uh, where someone said Las Vegas is pretty much out of the picture. Offer a third round for Daniel Carlson. No, I wouldn't, but... Why? Because he's a kicker that you drafted in the seventh round. Think about it, though. Kickers kickers make or break teams. Imagine imagine going into the playoffs and you have a kicker that you, can, that you just feel comfortable with. I do not want... Uh, I'm sorry. I truly think you could bring Daniel Carlson back here and he would suck. This team is just cursed with kicking. Mm-hmm. You brought in Dan Bailey, the most accurate kicker in NFL, one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history, and he was horrible. He single-handedly cost you the 2020 season. He was washed, though. Can't be washed as a kicker. See, Morton Anderson, until he was like 50. Who? <laughs> Morton Anderson, not Gary, buddy. Um, I don't know. It's It's worth... I'll be honest. I think it's worth considering if you're if you are go if you're thirteen and four or fourteen and three at the end of this, and you're a two or or potentially even a one seed if, if Philly collapses somehow. Um, They're really good. I would a hundred and I would a hundred percent give up a third round to have a kicker that you can just rely on going into the postseason. You got to make that decision in the next twenty four hours. Oh, because of the trade deadline. So, yeah. All right. I don't know then. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what they do at the trade deadline. What, uh, I wonder what free agents are out there. What other kickers? There's not any. <laughs> They're all just so bad. Nick Folk, Greg Zerline. Nick Folk's on a team. My boy, Kai. Oh, wait, yeah, what? And Greg Zerline is. Bro, I really looked up free agent NFL kickers, and they come up with a whole bunch of guys that are already on a freaking NFL team. Thanks, Google. You suck. (laughs) 
Ryan Suckup's literally on my fantasy team. He's scoring 10 points. He's not a free agent. How about the way uh, Patrick Peterson and Zadarius Smith played? Very good. I'm shocked that uh, the game ball didn't go to Zadarius Smith. Yeah, he had three sacks. Three sacks and was your second leading tackler. He had a broken knee. Yeah, and the, yeah, he's playing like somewhat injured. No, I thought he was. I mean, he is. I love watching him play. Um, That'd be close to the lead league year in sacks. We can look real quick. Yeah, I think he's leaving the league. He had five. Like he had five and a half coming in, right? Yeah. He had six and a half. No. Oh, he had five and a half coming in. He's at eight and a half. So, if I don't know if this is updated <clears throat> from um, today's games, but Patriots Matthew Judon had eight and a half. Micah Parsons had eight. Um, so unless, unless they got sacks, he is tied for first. I don't know if Matthew Judon got a sack today. But I agree. Pat P, I would, that would be someone that I would change. I would take out and Dalvin Tomlinson and put in Pat P as an impactful Viking this year without a doubt. I don't know why he wasn't on my original list. That was idiotic. True. Big E should 100% have Zadarius Smith on his top 10. I don't know why. Big E should burn his list. It was horrible. <laughs> There's no way he didn't have Smith. He didn't. Matthew Judon did not have a step. And once again, he had Bradbury in his top 10. Oh, my. Only thing that could make that worse is adding uh, Ed Ingram into that, into that top 10 list and then throwing Greg Joseph. Um, or Cam Dantzler. Or Ed Donatel's zone, who he continues to run and it never works. Uh, Rondell Moore's touchdown was because of that terrible zone. No, it's because they couldn't tackle. And, no, I, and, and Kendrick's my boy was going for the fumble, not the actual tackle, which is never the right move. Kendrick's played well, though, for the most part. Yes, he did play really well. He had, uh, I think, in the same drive... <clears throat> like a tackle for loss and then the the pass deflection that he kind of like saw coming where he was like a step away from a pick. Pass breakup. Pass breakup. Pass deflection. Cameron Dantzler led the team in, set, in tackles. Tackles, yep. He's a much better tackler than he is in coverage. Yeah. He was also, though, going against DeAndre Hopkins, which... Yeah, which I thought was interesting to see I think it had to do, because I'm assuming Dantzler's probably faster than Patrick P. So I'm guessing it probably had to do with speed more than reliability yeah, with coverage. Certain sides. Yeah. Because Pat, Pat P's always at the top and Dantzler's always at the bottom. Okay. From what I see, at least. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I really don't have, even though, again, it's it's, I think it's, the Donatel's defense, like, I just don't like his play calling defensively, but I do, I'm, I'm impressed with, with how the, it's, it's so weird. Like, like we all, we hate the zone because it gives up just so much yardage, uh -huh. but we're also, I mean, another, like 
It's now seven games. We've gotten a turnover every single game so far. I'd be curious to double check how many we've how many games we've had multiple turnovers. I mean Miami I feel like we had multiple. We had three today. We had three week against one. Green Bay. Huh? I was saying week one, but you mentioned that. Yeah. I think the only one that we had one was the Bears one. And Detroit. I feel like we only had one. Yeah, maybe. But oh, I just love Harry the Hitman getting another pick three on the year. That might also lead uh, the league right now. Mm, three? That's not that much. Oh, yeah, I guess not. Jordan Poyer has four. Tariq Woolen has four. And there is a bunch of other guys that have three. So he's he's tied for uh, being up there. Six and one. I just like looking at that. Seeing six and one. I like the the positivity haze, the change in uh, narrative. Adding, you're adding to uh, our our purpose of this podcast. We're an optimistic uh, podcast here, and I appreciate well, you changing your flipping the switch. Well, it's one good. It's one good game. We'll just we'll see how they play next week against the Commanders. Okay, again, it also they wasn't against the Commanders. Though. I wouldn't even say it was like a good game. I would say it's a good game. I would agree with Hayes. I think this is our best win since um, since Green Bay Week One. Bay. I think I'd agree with that. Huh. I think I think Arizona just because the offense was clicking, or I think offense was clicking, defense was coming through when it mattered most. I think you take away Ed Ingram and Greg Joseph. <laughs> Like, literally just eliminate them from the team, and we would have performed even better, like having just four linemen out there. But <laughs> seriously, I think it was – what I needed to see was consistency, and they, they did give it to me. True. And they showed, like, how they – like. I mean, it was either touchdown or punt, so that is consistent. <laughs> just shot. Or missed field goal. Or missed extra points, or – well, that we had a touchdown on that drive, or a Kirk fumble when he had eight seconds in the pocket. That's Ed Ingram's fault. He's already allowed four sacks this year. That's so bad. The most in the NFL. I'll be honest. I didn't think O'Neal, and maybe it was just one play that he got beat on, but I didn't think he looked all that good. No, I, I know the play you're talking about, but I don't know. Bradbury's holding himself up. He's he's doing his own. Everyone was worried that he was going to be terrible, and he's been actually really good this year. Top ten? <laughs> no, he's not a top ten. He's not even a top ten center. Yeah. No, I I, I, I would agree. Um, Johnny Munn, first NFL career touchdown. It'd be nice to see JJ score a touchdown one of these days. Freaking has two all year. But we're winning. That's all that matters. Oh my gosh, two receiving, bro. Chillax. I mean, he has three total. Okay. How about the Wolves losing another game to the Spurs? No, we're not talking about the stupid NBA. Um, Let's see here. What did... No, I can look later. I want to see where Dalvin sat on 
rushing yards. Uh... I don't care where he leads the league. No, in not... yards. I don't care about this. <laughs> Kirk yardage wise has seventeen hundred passing yards through seven games. That's horrible. Okay, I don't know if I'd say six and one. I don't know if I'd say horrible. That would be 240 yards a game. Yeah. Doesn't what? matter. It doesn't matter, exactly. 6-1, baby. What, uh... Rodgers intercepted. Just had to bring it up. He has 74 passing yards. 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. He has 74 passing yards. He has a pick. He's falling apart. The Packers are going to be 3-5. and five. Love it. Freaking love it. So that would be a... That'd be like a four-and-a-half, four yeah. Three-and-a-half, four-game lead. Play the Commanders next week. They play... I don't know who they play next week. I want to start even thinking about the magic number. At what point... Like Detroit next week. They the Green Bay does? Yeah. They can literally lose to... They can easily lose to Detroit. That, how sweet would terrible. that be? How sweet would that be? So if they lost to Detroit, they'd be three and six. If we beat Washington, we'd be seven and one. Um, I'm just trying to think when I don't know. Let's not get carried away. But I right now it's it's fun. Good, it's good to be a Vikings fan at the moment. Yes. Um, makes me already want next Sunday. Just watch again. <laughs> just keep the winning. Um, I need to see them destroy Washington. Please, but it's a road game, so you know half our team is going to be unproductive. Yep. But maybe not. The revenge game. Rush defense will be terrible. True, it's Kirk's revenge game. Has he played against Washington yet? No, he did. It was like that weird Thursday night game. I'm not at home. That okay. Was. He hasn't. No, he hasn't played in Washington. Yeah, it's not his home, Andrew. That's not what I meant. Well, that's weird because when he was with the Vikings, he literally wearing fake glasses. Stop talking to me. They're blue like glasses. More. Those are your mom's AirPods. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> what? How's that a roast? Got him. What else? What else stood out? Um. Let's see. Not much. Is this team is going down the drain? Who's the commander? <laughs> Shit. Uh, um, oh, I thought our run defense was good. Yeah, and we did. We did contain uh, Kyler Murray. I'd say. Kyler Murray. Hmm. Kyler used the. You don't, you don't use that Murray. language. Yeah, he had. I mean, what under fifty rushing yards? I think like thirty-ish. 37. And I felt like we saw way less, or maybe we just did a better job, too. Um, I feel like last year we'd constantly get beat by those stupid little dinky screen passes um, for big gains. And I didn't really feel like we got burnt. I don't think we have been getting burned by that, and I definitely noticed it today that there just weren't really. Other than the massive... Uh, touchdown by what's his face? 
Rondale Moore, well, when you when you call the same play 15 times a game, you'll probably hit one of them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it should be the exact opposite. You should never hit any of them because the defense will know what's coming. Dude, you're literally just so annoying. Like, no one likes you. I like his, and I like his positive energy today. He's embracing... He's embracing that we're six and one. Um, yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, they should be top three in power rankings in every single person. No, it should be number four in every single one. Who? It goes Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings. Oh my goodness! Quitting you'd, with the Chiefs. Yeah, you'd still put the Chiefs ahead of us. Absolutely. Okay, chill, bro. And it should not go Bills, Eagles. It should go Eagles, Bills, because the Eagles are seven and zero, the best team in the NFL right now. We can close out here. Any final pieces of food for thought? No, Hayes is done. <laughs> Good win. I love KOC. I needed to see. I love Zadarius okay, Smith. Down there. I, I like love Zedarius. Pat P. I'm a fan of Peterson. Not it. Not quite. I'm not gonna say. It. Okay, yeah, you said you had no more food for thought. This is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And your Minnesota Vikings are 6-1, and one, baby. Hayes, squeal. <laughs>